Welcome to the Radio Plasma podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com, also available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. Today, we have youth in the house, and this is a session dedicated to listen the voices of youth. I want to welcome Dan, Sarah, and Sam, but also I want to welcome Sage and Amina, their support and their guidance. Welcome to our podcast, welcome to the Plasma Media Lab, and let's talk about a little bit of why you're here. Thank you, Johan, it's good to be here. Um, we are here talking about Youth Truth, a program from Treehouse Foundation's Heroes Youth Leadership Project. I'm the director. We're working this year, as we do every year, with Enchanted Circle Theater. The performance this year is called The People That Shape Us. Very cool. And it's really coming around. It's going to be a great performance this year. The performance itself is going to be in Holyoke High School on April 26th at 6.30 in the evening. You can buy your tickets on Eventbrite. We'll have the link with this podcast. So being this the fifth time it happens, how the experience of doing this has impact not only the audience but the youth participating on these activities. Sarah's been one of our performers for most of the, for every production? Yeah, um, I think the way we impact people, in the first beginning of it, it started off as maybe maybe 20 people that came. And then over the years, it started growing bigger and bigger. And this year, we're close to 300 people. And that's it, it just like it keeps progressing. And I feel like we're changing the world by putting our ourselves on the line and putting our emotions into things that we can express fully because we, of how we grew up and where we come from. So I think this is like a really great experience. And I, and I enjoy people learning, hey, you know, we come from a bad place, but we end up being together in one big group and just like a family. In your case, Sarah, the piece that you did today, previous to this episode, it was a song. Without going into details about the song itself, I would like to know more about the feelings and the reasons for that song being that one you perform. So every year I always dedicate it to my parents and it doesn't matter where I come from. My parents shaped me of who I am today. I may have grown up in the foster care system, but I mean, I'm in college. I'm doing things that a lot of people don't expect a foster kid to do. And I always dedicate it to my parents because they They made me who I am, even though I came from a very bad place. They gave me a home. They gave me love. They gave me things that a lot of people wouldn't think of giving you. And that's, and that's why I chose a song to kind of tell them, hey, you're who I look up to. You're the one that shaped me. You're the one that moves me when I fall. You're the one that picks me up. You're the one that does all these things that nobody else really does. The performance that Sarah did, I have to tell you, It was powerful. It is powerful. And you have to attend Youth Truth, the people that shapes us, so you can hear it. How do you feel after recording this song? I actually feel really good. I mean, I was nervous in the beginning. And then once I started to relax, I kind of got into it. And I felt like 
if I put some emotions into it, it'll sound better. And I think that maybe I overpowered at times, but as soon as I relaxed, I really came into it and it just kind of came naturally. And I just think that everything has a purpose and everything has uh, like a life to it. And also we have other pieces that were produced for this event here at the Plasma Lab studio. And those are literature pieces written by, by the youth, in this case, Dan and Sam. And I would like to know also the motivations, even though the pieces themselves explain what is the feeling involved, what inspired you? Let's hear it, Dan. Hi. Um, I grew up feeling really kind of lonely. I didn't have many friends. So most of the time I felt abandoned. So my piece is mostly about how I grew up to become more like, more myself and have my friends and family around me. They have helped me so much through the years and they are the ones that shaped me. I just wrote this to, uh, to kind of call them out for it and so that they can hear what they've done for me and how I'm a better person because of it. I can assume that you have more pieces done. Well, I write a lot of music and poems and just um, lots of just writing for myself about what I've been through and what I, um, how people have helped me through it. It just helps me get stuff off my chest. Lots of things you just can't keep there. If you do, it doesn't, it just, it builds up and it drives you crazy. Sam, you also did a beautiful reading and recording of a piece that you wrote. And the same question goes to you. What motivated you? How, how did you felt in terms of feeling inspired to write this piece? Well, for a long time, writing was my coping skill when I couldn't exactly explain how I was feeling. And... I heard what our topic was this year and what shaped me with the people around me and how I got people's attention, even though all the time it wasn't exactly a good way. And I just put that together in a way that I felt was good to share with as many people as possible to help them understand as easily as possible without overcomplicating it really that sometimes it could be. How do you feel after completing the recording of your poem? I'm excited. It turned out really good. I mean, I thought it would, but, you know, there's those times, and I'm excited to hear it at the show and when we practice. Amina, how is it for you to be part of these three beautiful young souls? Wow. Um, it's truly an honor and a blessing um, to be able to work with such vibrant and independent and talented and genuine and kind, loving young people. Every time that we meet, we meet once a week usually. Um, this is a little extra treat this week. Every time that we're together, you can really feel the love and the support um, that they provide for each other and that there's a lot of, a lot of opportunity for growth and trust and family here. So, of course, it's my quote-unquote job to show up, but it feels like a lot more than just showing up. It feels like like watching 
someone blaze a trail for other young people who are going through the same things that they're going through. Um, and I really admire their strength and their honesty and how they always find ways to smile. It's, it's amazing working with them. This question goes to anyone who wants to answer it. What do you expect from the audience to take away after seeing your work? A better sense of what foster kids have to go through on a daily basis and how they can help us. Because there's not everyone, every single foster kid has moments where they feel alone. And for me at least, I want them all to I want people to see how they can how other kids are beyond what DCF says. Because DCF would make everyone believe that foster care is perfect, and it's not. I mean, there are great places, but there are places that are not. And I want people to take from this a sense of responsibility for, ki for kids who need their help. Those are statements that are really meaningful and important because they're coming from the actual clients And actually, I feel bad by saying it, clients, because that's a term that is applied towards the services provided by the Department of Children and Families. But we're talking about... Youth. Youth. Experienced foster care. Yeah. That's what these guys are. And that's what gives their, their message so much emphasis. These youth are, first and foremost, youth. And what they've experienced does not define who they are, but it does make their voice very powerful. It gives us a reason to listen because nobody knows better about what's happening in our world with youth in care than these guys. So, yeah, my, my hope is that the audience will take away that there is something that they can do to get involved, that getting involved in change and, and improving the lives of the youth in care in our state is something that they can have an effect on, not simply by adopting or fostering on their own, but there is an entire menu, REFCA, the Re-Envisioning Foster Care in America movement at www.refca.net, has a menu of engagement, a list of ways that you can get involved and that you can make a difference in whatever capacity you have. If you have five minutes a week to help make a phone call or you have two hours a week to do some volunteer work or you have an expertise that you can share with us or with the, the advocates working for it in the field, there are other ways you can get involved. And after the performance for this event, what else is happening during the times that you are meeting? What are the activities? What are other other goals as part of the, well, of the whole program? Heroes Youth Leadership Project works to change the lives of the, the youth in our program in three different ways. We have Youth Truth, which is a performance that helps them advocate w through art. There is Youth Connections, where we just get together and go hang out. We go roller skating. We go hopefully paintballing. We're going to go hiking. We have a lot of activities planned for this year. We participate in other activities advocating as well. So we have something called the Youth Council, and we take members of the Youth Council once a year to Foster Youth in Action, which is a national conference called Leaders for Change. And when we go to this conference, they get to do workshops and they get to go to the state house in, in D.C. They get to go to, to speak to their state representatives and actually advocate for change on the, on the issues that matter to them with this powerful group of national organizations. So in those three ways, we have Youth Truth, Youth Connections, and Youth Council that allow them to engage in whatever way they want to and be change makers. 
So how can people in the community get to know more about the work that you're doing, especially for the ones who would like to participate or get involved and volunteer? Well, we have openings for volunteers at our HEROES program. We have openings for volunteers in many of the ways, but the way to look at what the menu is is to go to www.refka.net and look for the 2017 menu of engagement. And it gives you a list of different ways you can get involved, whether that's wanting to donate money or donate time or or just spread the word. That will give you the, the menu that shows which ways to do that. Or you can just call me. And all this information is available on our website, radioplasma.com, as part of the post of this episode. Well, there is just the invitation for the community in Holyoke to attend Youth Truth 2017, The People That Shape Us. And let me tell you, the energy, the power from this youth is something that you have to embrace, that you have to be there to perceive and support. <laughs> Dan, you want to say something? Yes. I just want to say that everyone has a chance to shape us. It doesn't have to be someone we know. It doesn't have to be someone that we even care about. Someone could just come up to us one day and not see us the way that, the way that foster kids are necessarily seen. You could help us in some way. It just, it just the small things count. So the, the, the people that shape us, I know that I based it off my friends and family and Sarah based it off her family and um, Sam did the same, but it doesn't have to be that way. Anyone, even a complete stranger, could shape us to be a better person, and we could shape them the same way. Yeah, the people that shape us is about how one, one supporting relationship can change the outcomes for a youth. Just one. And if you can be that person for somebody, find a way to get involved and be that person. It takes a village. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It takes all of us, and this is our problem. The, many of the, the youth that are in care get there because of the opioid crisis or from um, language barriers or communication issues or cultural differences. And the, the way to support them is to support them, not by um, working through the system because it, it tends to fail on that end. Can I say that? Maybe you should cut that part out, that the system fails. No, oh, it no, does. It's no, true. it's true. Why are you going to deny that? The system fails. Yeah. You can't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just imperfect. Yeah, and we right. have to change it one time, one step at a time. It's not going to happen like that. It's going to take a long period of time. And the I best way to change something is to speak out. The reason that most of the youth are in care are because of either the mental illness of parents or caregivers or addiction. And those two things are not their fault. So for both reasons, they end up in care in situations where they often first didn't do anything wrong to get there and second, don't understand what's going on. And so they just, yeah, they need support. And sometimes they become the people that people thought they were to get there. Like a lot of people think the kid has the anger issues. They have the problems, they have the addiction. No, sometimes they go in there and they come out with that. Not because they had it, but because someone close to them had it. Right. Without support, these youth become the next generation of poor and homeless Americans, without a doubt. So the, the way to, make, to, to change the outcome for them is to 
support them where they're at right now, and form good community relationships. Treehouse says that every child should be rooted in family and community, and I'm going to extend that and say that they should also be rooted in the world that they live in. Anything else that you would like to add before closing this session? I believe uh, the energy that you brought today here, it is something really powerful, inspiring. I really admire your disposition to do this work, to speak out, to present yourself as you are, because that is something not easy for many people. Even for the most experienced, educated, privileged, you're doing something that is admirable. I just want to thank anyone who's ever seen a foster kid, a kid in a residential program, a kid that doesn't have parents and thought, ew, there's something wrong with them. I just want to thank anyone that sees us as people, not as something that has been damaged. Well, there it is. The youth truth. This will happen on April 26th at the Holyoke High School, 6.30 p.m. All information available on our website, radioplasma.com. And I want to thank Dan, Sarah, Sam for your inspiration, Amina for all the commitment and engagement you have with this youth, and Sage, thank you for running this program and for being here with them. I believe this is a powerful way to inspire youth, to give them that voice and that confidence, that boost of confidence, because the power is there, the energy is there. Sometimes it is said that they need empowerment. They already have it. They just need to be told, go for it, because you can do it. It's there for the taking. Right. Thank you so much, Johan, for having us. It was a pleasure to be here. We're really excited. And thank you for sharing your resources with us and the rest of the community. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Well, this is the Radio Plasma podcast. And yeah. The Youth Truth has been here, and now you have to be there at the Holyoke High, April 26. This episode was produced at the Plasma Media Lab at the Gandara Youth Development Center in Holyoke, Massachusetts. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>